I'm a true champion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the WrestleFlug podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you very much for joining us. And if you're listening to this, wherever you get your podcast, thank you very much for that as well. I am, of course, the Egyptian death machine, Aaron Nix. You will know me by now, the master and proprietor of WrestleFlug and also the shithouse remaster of WrestleFlug in so many ways, which means I'm always honest, which means I'm very honest with my guest today. The one Vinnie Clay who I have had on previously, is genuinely one of my favourite people in the business and one of the kindest people to me personally when I first broke in, in a, let's be honest, a business full of snakes and dangerous, dangerous people, at least where I'm working right now. Vinny mm. Clay, welcome back, mate. Hey, man, thanks so much for having me back. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, yeah, I remember doing the last one. We were talking for ages, even before the... Yeah, the, we press, press record. Yeah, so I've always been able to have a good old chat with you. And yeah, I remember first meeting you at uh, at the show down in Exeter. Wow, yeah, you were a big dude, big big dude. <laughs> I remember you coming up to me and being like, "Huh, you're massive." <laughs> I was just like, "You're not like," because obviously I was wrestling Austin, wasn't I? And I got the shit kicked out of me. Um, and I remember you saying before the match, like, "You're not going to just get mullered, are you?" Because you're massive compared to him. And I'm just like. <laughs> You know what it is. You know what it's like. We're always going to be trainees, as you say, and uh, yeah, you do as you're told, don't you? <laughs> so we're all, you know. we're all good students of the game. Yeah, the boss wanted a shellacking, and the boss got a shellacking. So and so did I. Um, yeah, no, it's it's really cool to have you on because obviously we've evolved so much. It feels like well, it has been the best part of two two and a half years since you're on, which is wild to think. And since then, CPW has gone through a makeover of sorts, a remake. They kind of came back for a little bit, potentially under the old management. Now they're under new management and people are talking and they're thinking, ah, okay, probably the same thing again because of the reputation of old, which is not entirely fair, as you know, because even with the tough reputation, it still was able to always put on a great product. But now... Vinny Clay is at the helm. Vinny Clay is the face, and he's pretty much the spokesperson for a great team of people that are working at CPW, looking to completely recreate and redefine people's expectations in the company. How's the process been so far as you build to your first show in July? I mean, it's been exhausting. It's been exciting. Um, it's been nerve wracking. It's it's been you almost feel like a like a child in a sweet shop. Do you know what I mean? You're being told have anything you want. You don't know where to start. Um, it is kind of like that. Um, and the guys that that are behind the scenes are absolutely phenomenal, and they're wonderful people. They know what they're doing. And um, yeah, I'm very very blessed to have a good a great team around me um, that we that all have such a keen eye. It's amazing. Um, yeah, no, it's been it's been a whirlwind. It's been something that was in the pipeline for a little while. Um, it was something that, for me personally, I'd been considering for a long time, probably a couple of years. Um, an opportunity had come around to take over another company quite a few years ago. Um, that I passed on, and uh, I, and now that company is very very successful in its own right. Um, and but this felt like the right time. You know, this opportunity came around, and uh, I know that. Yeah, as you said, there's going to be the skeptics. People are thinking, oh, it's the same. It's the same, you know, people that run it and this is just a kayfabe thing and it's trying to 
it's not it's not a kayfabe thing this was a very very difficult decision from for 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 us and the previous owners you know um i have no personal issues with them um some of their business decisions were weren't great and i told them they knew that that was always the uh, that was always great about uh, my relationship with them is that i was always honest with them mm. and uh, but they personally were always really good to me they opened that first door um, for me and treated me very well when I was at CPW and I had such passion for CPW. So um, once the the stars aligned almost, and it did take a little while, but I think because they loved the company as much as they did, they didn't always do the right thing, but don't we all with, stuff, with things that we love? Um, they inevitably decided because they love it, it was time to let it go. And, um, and we've worked very, very hard to, to regenerate it, basically, is, is the word I keep using to people. It's the same name by a company, but everything about it, the personality is, is different. The, the, the look is different. The, the, the production value is going to be different. Um, everything about it will feel brand new, but still slightly the same at the same point, if that makes any sense. It will feel familiar, but brand new at the same time. Yeah, it's like a it's it's like a family that you remember, but everyone's grown and evolved and changed. Mm. With that, so is the scene. So the Southwest wrestling mm. scene is um, so unique because it almost feels like it's it's part of the mainland, but it's on an island of sorts because of the distance, because of the kind of territories, and um, it's such a unique identity. And in the last two to three years, there's been such a boom in how wrestling is perceived in that area. There's more companies, more promotions. There's there's more talent like never before. An incredible DNA, incredible spine of talent, obviously bolstered tremendously by the Reach Academy and everything. Those boys, mm. something that you've been a part of as well. You've been part of that spine. You've been working down there for a number of times. Anyone who remembers pandemic wrestling, and God forbid we ever have to go back to that. Um you in the unit as well, working with Redwood and Silverback, who obviously two boys I love dearly, kind of cut from the same sort of cloth as me in terms of size and power. And, you know, um, you did a wonderful job there, uh, which people might have sort of, you know, might have gone a little bit over the radar with them because for everyone, it's not always a priority to watch wrestling during a global pandemic. We don't have a manual for that. Uh, how's the journey been from when you were crowned renegade champion many 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 moons ago it seems like you know 10 years ago and it's not it's like what three years yeah. not exactly. it's around the three year mark now but how's the journey been in those three years you seem to have done an astonishing amount of growth and evolution in that time as as a <clears throat> as a person i think as a, as, a, as a human being i think i have um in some ways other ways maybe not you know these things take time <laughs> um as a performer i don't know i think um you know, I've not really been too shy of admitting that. I think there was a there was a period of my my career where I just lost my enthusiasm. I lost my drive. Mm. Um, it was becoming painful. You know, it was it was almost like, and maybe maybe you can understand or anybody else that's watching it that's in the business might be able to understand. It's almost like a drug. You know what I mean? That everyone keeps telling you just stop taking it now, but you can't because you just oh, it's just you you need it. You need to you need to have it in your life, but even though it's it's killing you. And there was a, a period where it was killing me. You know, I just didn't want to, I wanted to do it, but my heart wouldn't let me do it. And um, and I was losing the passion and things were changing and I was seeing things that I didn't like. And, you know, 
you know, attitudes and things and all that. And it was just, I just started getting problems like, oh, I, I just don't want to be here anymore. Just don't want to be doing this anymore. Um, maybe I've had, I've had enough. Maybe it's time to just know when to walk away. Mm. But then this opportunity came around. Uh, you know, and in that time, I've I've wrestled and and managed and had a lot of fun. And then obviously, pandemic happened. You know, commentary and, and things like that, which I love doing. Um, this opportunity then come around, and it just reignited all those things that I had when I first started training. When I first started, you know, um, before I'd even had a match or you know or, or anything else, that that passion, that enthusiasm, that that you know your your mind going a thousand miles an hour with brand new ideas and things like that. You just can't wait to to play almost that's, that's what you're doing um and that's how i used to feel and i feel that now now that with cpw and this all of those feelings have come back all that passion and desire and motivation it's all back and i think i think you'll see that come july 23rd because the 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 passion that the team have mm. it is it is incredible it's genuinely incredible what started off as an idea and a conversation and a hey, we could do this, has become what it is now. And it's evolving every day. It's incredible. Um, I'm really enjoying this new venture in my career and in my my place in the, in the business. Yeah, you, you look healthy. You look invigorated. You look like you've kind of reinvented yourself for this role and you found new passion and new light in our mm. business, which can it does, it wears you down. I, I totally agree. I've been in it for about, just five years, which isn't very long. And, you know, it's that thing of like, even I get so exhausted. Um, but one thing I have noticed is with this, you're really excited. You can just tell that just from looking at your face. This is, you know, this is something new. This is exciting. This is a business venture. It's like being an entrepreneur for the first time, opening your first small business. Um, was there any kind of reluctance uh, in terms of carrying on using the name? Did you ever feel at any point like maybe we could change the logo, maybe we could change the name, or did you want to keep that identity because it meant so much to an original core fan base? Well, I think it meant so much to me as well. Like, I know it sounds a bit selfish, but um, CPW was the very first company. It was the first training that I'd ever done. It was the first, you know, sort of, company that really gave me a, a shot and sort of looked after me so personally i think there was a lot there but also on the on the other hand <clears throat> it was you know if we were to just do that and rebrand the name then we just start again you know we didn't need to we could have just allowed them to keep running cpw shows and we just do something different but because there is that connection personally and because that there was a, a cool fan base that really did care and love for cpw it's like maybe there isn't you don't need to end it maybe it just needs a new reign and it needs it needs life support almost and and, and uh, fresh ideas and fresh things and and it just needed care that was it it needed care the right care um to really excel it and make it something that people wouldn't have expected and people i don't think people will expect you know i think people will have an idea of what obviously they know what cpw was and what it looked like and I think they might, hey, who knows? Maybe they're thinking it's just going to be the same thing or it's going to be a, another Reach show. Um, it's not. It's a brand new thing. And, it, and it's got, it's like I said, it will feel familiar, but brand new at the same time. Um, and it's not a, a slight on CPW of old. You know, we're quite passionate about having little nods to to the past. You know, um, some, of the, some of the guys that, and girls that we'll use are people that 
were used then, you know, um, or, or and had a place in that. Um, there are little things because it started there, but inevitably it's standing on its own two feet. Um, like a reboot, but maybe the reboot will be better than the original. Who knows? <laughs> the rare, knows? That's a rare feat to be able to achieve. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I mean, you certainly seem to have, well, I mean, obviously I know you well enough to know that your drive and your mm. passion and your intelligence. Uh, I always preach about wrestling acumen, the IQ of being in wrestling. Like it's kind of lost a little bit. And that's something you always had was a great deal of intelligence for our business. Not everyone has that. You can have raw athleticism. You can have, you know, a great look. You might have a great gimmick, but you also got to be intelligent enough to know when to pull the right triggers and when to strike in the right areas. And that's something I'm growing and learning from. You never stop learning. Obviously that's mm. the joy of, and also the ire of professional wrestling is always learning what's the uh, hardest learning curve been so far for you in this new position um i think like i said we're, we're always learning you know that's the point we're all students of the game um and the you know thank you for your compliment the acumen uh, you know the, the the sort of the knowledge of it that that's only just come from listening to people you know it's not my natural wisdom it's of listening to the right people and going that makes complete sense that is incredible that is genius. How how did I never think of that before? How did no one else ever think of that? It doesn't make sense, um, you know. So and it's listening to the right people that that know and love this business so much, and it's something that I'm very passionate about. I love psychology and and things like that. Sometimes it, people get it wrong. We all get it wrong. I've made some bad psychological boo boos in wrestling. Believe me, um, but I love that. You know, when I see when I see these new guys coming through, and they're not quite reaching out to find out what that is or whatever. I'm just like, dude, honestly, it's so important. You can do everything that, you know, do all the high spots and all that. Great. But learn psychology and talk to people. And uh, you also learn that as you go along. In terms of like this new role, learning wise is learning how your life kinds of change, your image in the business kind of, I don't think changes, but people will see you in a different way because now you have something to offer. Yeah. Um, and people become, I don't know, who knows? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. It, it's the, how you might be treated, you know, people that maybe weren't very kind to you before and now very, very lovely to you because now there's something to offer. Um, or, or you know, you know what it's like. People can be very poisonous. People are talking behind your backs. Still, hey, I'd much rather you were still talking behind my back because at least you're consistent and you're not a hypocrite. Keep judging and keep, you know, putting in those seeds, oh, this is going to fail, it's going to fail. Keep doing it. And I meant it when I said it in the promo, when uh, we revealed my position in the company. It will just drive me further uh, to prove everybody wrong. Um, in terms of that, that was probably, you know, a learning curve of how people are different with you. And it's almost, it's sad. That's, it's, it's sad because... We're humans. We 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 we're, we're pack animals, and you know I never really want to upset anybody. I know that I probably do with certain things that I say or, or, or beliefs that I have or whatever. But I mean, hell, I, I I know ideally everyone should love everybody. So it's always kind of bad when you think, oh, I don't I don't really know that person. I don't, I've never had, had an issue with that person, and you're hearing things. You're like, why? And then you, you get into a role like this and then it's all question, question, question about your personal life and wanting to know. It's like, okay, this is disingenuine and that's sad. So that's, that's kind of a, like a learning thing, I think from a personal standpoint. I think separating 
separate this is ah this is it separating your relationships um and business that is the, the hardest thing i went in on tangent that is definitely the hardest thing because you have friends in the business and that you that genuine friends real friends hmm. you go out for dinner with go out for drinks with talk your lives to now you you know being in a position that i am and then you don't want to upset anyone but there's only a certain amount of roles there's only a certain amount of spots and places and you really don't want them to think it's a slight on them or your relationship with them or, or their ability or that they've got nothing to offer. That's not true. There's only a certain amount of roles to fill. That's very hard to separate that, that friendship and being like, hey, please don't feel like I'm not using you because I think you're shit. It's actually just because it doesn't work yet or whatever it might be. That's mm-hmm. very hard. And not, one, not wanting to upset my friends um, and close ones. Yeah. How difficult, like, kind of like a follow-up question in many ways and just an attachment of that is, um, obviously, you were part of that kind of original run of wrestlers. You know, you can name a certain uh, few names in the Southwest area, guys like Joel Redman and uh, PJ Jones, obviously, you know, Dominator before he sort of hung it up. Never, never truly really believe that. Like, <laughs> no one ever really walked I away. Hope, I would hope he'll just come back. Yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, that's the thing. There's, there's so many of them, and you just think you were part of that, despite being, you know, still relatively young in our business yeah. as well. Um, is, it, is it hard to kind of, like you said, you've already said it's very difficult to kind of separate those things, but um, do you feel like there's a sense of, like, trying to honour that as well, making sure that people remember how good that original spine was while introducing a brand new evolution of pro wrestling to the Southwest scene? I, I mean, I always think about those days and I and I was actually having this conversation with um, PJ Jones, actually, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think I came in at the end of that, that like I was coming in, uh, you know, I was, I was quite, you know, I was very new and I was coming in at the trail end of that, that period. Um, I always kind of wish I'd come in two or three years before. I always wish that I had just started at the same time as, as, um, PJ and, and Nick Riley and all that and, and, and that sort of um, class of people. I do kind of wish that because I could have learned so much more, um, I think. Um, but I, I, I always loved that, that, that stage I was in. I was very blessed. I got to work with some great people. Um, so, yeah, I think certain aspects have gotten lost. And I think the CPW will in some way honour that because... There's kind of that old school values, even though I'm not old school. I've not been in it long enough for it to be old school, but it's respecting that and seeing how people do. And yes, things change and things evolve and they have to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think there's, for me, I, sometimes there can be a lack of respect. And uh, one of the things that I desperately want in my locker room is for people to want to fucking be there. They want to have fun. They don't want to have to, oh such and such is on the show as well and it's tense and it's awkward and people are bitching and there's and there's whining and there's crying and there's playground and i'm like you're 35 okay you're not 15 you're not schoolgirls. stop your bitching about each other go out there be professional bust your asses get yourselves over impress that audience and just enjoy yourselves because it's never forever is it so that's i mean i really you know when i used to work for certain companies I used to get that feeling of turning up and not wanting to be there, wanting to work, wanting to perform, wanting to meet the, the, the audience, but not wanting to sit in the locker room because 
there were bullies. There were some people that were bullies and or people that make it tense or he'd sit there and this person over there is bitching and whining about somebody. And over there, somebody's bitching about somebody else. And you're like, what do they say about me when I'm not in the room? I don't want that. I don't want that in, the, in my locker room. I want people to turn up and be respectful and have a, have a good time. And if they want to have a bitch and a wine, they do it in the car on the way home. But, you know, that's, I want people to, f- to feel safe and have fun. It's not hard to see that that is obviously your attitude. Um, and that's reflected in the talent you've already announced. Uh, we have Mariah May, we have Dan Maloney, we have the Smoking Aces. Uh, you know, th- these are these are premium, high-level talents, but also very respectable, very good people. You know, they're good human beings. I'm very lucky and blessed that I get to share a multitude of locker rooms now in every different facet of the business. And I've met so many of these people, and they're all fantastic, at least from my experience. And obviously, I know that you're not going to make poor decisions anyway. You can't afford to in that. And obviously, there's probably more... I'd imagine there's a slight amount of tension there because you've got to get it right. You don't want people to think, ah, you know, because every mistake is magnified when you already have an old reputation to work with, even though it's not your reputation. Um, what's the what's the real end game here? What what are we looking for? Because you've made a statement of intent with these roster members, but you've also said, you know, Jordan Sparks, Joey Seven, we're going to have people like that here people who are now making up the brand new DNA of how we look at the Southwest. Jordan Sparks alone, insanely talented. Um, What are you looking to truly achieve? Do you have like a set, a number of goals? Do you have a five-year plan? What are you looking at? We have a multi-year plan. We do have a multi-year plan. This isn't a a one, one show wonder. We've got the rest of the year booked up. Um, So we've already got multiple shows booked. Um, and more information of that will come throughout social media. So people just need to keep their eyes on that. Um, we, there is a plan and there is a goal. And um, I can't really give too much away on it, but it's something to shoot for. I think if you don't have anything to shoot for, then you're just kind of floating and skating by. And there's no real purpose of doing it. Um, you know, any author or any writer will ever tell you they write the ending and then write backwards. Well, they should really write, know your ending, and then you can fill in all the blanks on the way. And, and tell the story we have an ending or at least not an ending of the company but an ending of uh, a goal that's the goal that's in place now we're going to do all the the bits leading up to it um in terms of the talent that we're using you know we, we really did want to give the audience something different that they're not seeing elsewhere and that's no slight on other companies because what they're doing is incredible i mean you look at what reach is doing uh, and upw and things like that i mean it it is fantastic but that's why we were very keen not to be reach we're not going to be 2.0 reach not going to be upw or any of these other um, guys and girls it's going to be on its own so we wanted to to bring fresh faces down people that hadn't been seen before people haven't been seen in a while and also the guys and girls that from the southwest because it is a southwest company that um we feel that are that are ready and that they've got something to offer but also do something different with them so inevitably, as you can see from social media posts, you know, um, Jordan Sparks and Joey Seven are a new tag team and they're going to be a tag team for us here at the CPW. So, and uh, that, again, is exciting. People haven't seen that before. It's something new. My goal really was, and, and the team shared the goal, is I never wanted, I never want to put on a show where you could miss it and see the same show closer to home six days later. 
That's not what, you know, that's a lot of, you know, has been done before, you know, and you're thinking, oh, well, do you know what? Why am I going to do the hour's drive when I could wait six days and it's 10 minutes from my house? And it's the same show because it's the same people and the same stuff that's happening. I didn't want us to do that. I wanted to everybody, you know, the audience are going, this is an alternative. It's not, it doesn't have to be better and it's not worse, but it's, it's something different. You turn up to Reach because you know what you're going to get from Reach. You want to go and see Reach. And on the flip side, you want to go down to CPW because CPW offering you something different to reach and you want to go between the two. That's, you know, that's the goal is to offer the audience because that's they're the only ones that matter. It's good quality wrestling and good performances, good shows. You know, these guys, I mean, they look incredible. Um, but anyone that knows me knows that I'm not sweaty for, you know, big, muscly, chiseled people i don't really care i mean yes that is the look and 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 people have to respect the look and you can't disrespect their hard work i mean christ it takes you a hell of a long time to look like that but inevitably i, I don't think that that is the sole thing and i think if you can have that as well as all the other bits and pieces your character if you can have character and charisma that's always going to impress me more than your abs you know so you know it's because it doesn't really matter like you know um, someone that stands out if you look at what um i mean i keep using mjf recently as an example if you look at the type of personality he is i never think oh mjf's in such good shape i always think mjf he's one he's fucking brilliant like he's on the boy he, he, everyone's watching him because he's fantastic do you know what i mean so because he's got a character and charisma is it a character who knows that's the good thing um i never think oh oh yeah that guy because he, he's amazing because he's ripped really cares um we all die and we're all in coffins anyway so what does it matter um, but we want to give the audience a bit of everything that they'll enjoy the look the characters um the performances and the styles of performance i think um i think people will enjoy yeah it's nice. don't, what's the point <laughs> What's yeah, no, it's um, it's nice you mentioned that because Kevin Owens has always been like somebody I've had a go to, you know, mm. from of like he's similar to me, similar kind of body composition, not a you know a beautiful tanned Adonis, like, but he's a mm. great worker and an incredible, mm. incredible performer in terms of entertainment value as well as wrestling, and um, that's something that kind of you've been able to straddle a good line of. I remember you having great wrestling matches, but most importantly, I remember. Vinnie Clay, the character. I remember Vinnie Clay, the mic worker. I saw an extension of that at Reach. Um, how important was the process at Reach, working at Reach Academy, to help get you to where you are now? I mean, I, I, I love... I love always learning something new. Um, I love my... I love the ability to see new people come through. And, and seeing what they do and what they offer and just seeing things like, whoa, that's how, some people are just naturally gifted. Hmm. Um, in terms of things, that I, I mean, it, it was probably my time at Reach Academy that I was feeling at my lowest and that wasn't a slight on them. Hmm. Um, that just happened to be where I was at the time and I wasn't feeling very good about myself. And, uh, you know, I think, I suppose even ego comes into that a little bit, even a little bit, because you think at one point, like I was the, top baby face, new, new come baby face at some stage, perhaps people might say at one moment. And then you're like, oh, that's not me anymore. And it's, like, it's Joey Seven or it's this person, it's that. So you can, for, for about a week, you can feel a bit salty about that. Feel a bit, mm, feel a bit like sad about yourself. But then that inevitably is pathetic. Um, 
And it just was then the other things. And I started over there juggling too much, I think, in my life. I was juggling a degree and a master's and parenthood and, and a job, as well as trying to train and trying to wrestle and then kind of being upset if I wasn't wrestling because I wasn't able to train as much. So in terms of that, being at Reach Academy was probably the time where I, I felt my lowest, but it wasn't on them. Um, what I was able to learn in terms of, you know, being able to talk, I, I think I've always been able to talk. I think there's always been something that I've been quite good at. Um, but when I was managing, for instance, uh, Redwood and Silverback, it really gave me the option to be involved, work on some shows, wrestle occasionally, but manage, still perform, but allow me to put my private life sort of in front because it had to, it had to be. Mm. So I'm very thankful for, for Reach for allowing me to do that because I was able to, to get done what I needed to do. You know, I was able to walk away with a degree, a master's degree, and I wouldn't have been able to do that if I put everything into wrestling. They allow me to go, okay, you do realize that, you know, you're not going to be wrestling every time because these new guys, they're, they're here three days a week, four days a week. You know, they, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I was having an opportunity to perform and help these guys try and get over. And I think that, I think that they did. It's a shame that they, I think they, they could have had a bit more longevity. Um, as a team, it would have been nice to have sort of survived the pandemic, perhaps, and yeah. do more live work with each other. Um, and if they had kind of wanted to stick around, but I really enjoyed my time there. And uh, you know, um, the the people, the team that worked behind the scenes at Reach, you know, had an idea, they ran with it, and it I, we, it worked. You know, they trusted me in in that process. How um, how difficult and how different was it? wrestling for a pandemic working in these units not being able to see the expression the emotion of the people that you are supposed to basically work for this that's your bread and butter and they're no longer there what's that like it was awful genuinely i, I don't wish to do that again it was horrific because and it was it's it was only then and i think you know when you're doing it and when you're watching it i think when you watch like um wwe when it was going through its performance center stage or whatever it was it was awful, you know, just seeing it like, oh, there's like, you, you really do respect how much the audience brings to a show. And without them, it feels a bit pointless. You know what I mean? Like, oh, cool. Like, but the, the audience, that the hype, you need that. And um, yeah, watching it felt a bit sad and doing it felt sad because you've got no one there to react to. You want them to cheer you and to boo you. Um, very hard to get people to boo you through a camera you know, in a professional aspect, because you, you'd like to think that they're booing you and that they really don't like you. And some of them really didn't. And <laughs> there was a few people that I worked with and I had, you know, some of their family members on social media be like, you really are a piece of shit. And I'm like, well, yes, I am. But that's the character, you know, and it's, you know, and I'm glad that that came through, you know, whatever device that we're watching it on. But yeah, man, it sucked. It really did suck. And all these guys that were coming through that were starting to debut and start to wrestle and do matches, were starting off in the pandemic. Yeah. So a few of them have only now just started doing live shows, even though they've been wrestling for maybe a year, year and a half. And they've only just started doing live shows. And you can see the difference when they come out and they're like, fuck, look at like this is, wow, that's a lot of people. Um, it's mad. I don't know what I prefer. I don't know if I'd prefer it their way or regressing going back. I don't know. I, it was not enjoyable. Did you do it? Did you have to? do pandemic shows like no i was i mean like i've, I've been sort of very lucky in the sense of i've 
branched down of so many different aspects of wrestling. I now run so many different media campaigns for wrestling companies and things like that. And I the the hardest thing for me was obviously, as you know, I spent a lot of time reviewing and trying to entertain people. And that was still relatively easy, but it it was so much more difficult to consume products and try and then relay that because people aren't enjoying it. So we're sitting at home as fans, nothing else, and we're watching pandemic wrestling. And like you say, it does. It feels pointless. Like Drew McIntyre feels so limp and uninteresting to say he was our pandemic champion. He should have been the champion in front of millions of people on TV. And instead, it was this different process. There was no audience. So for me, the most difficult thing actually was having to consume it all and then try and convince people in some way or some format of, you know, it's worth watching our reviews, even if they're just three minutes long. It's worth checking in with us. And it, it gave an opportunity to kind of you know it was tough like probably the mm -hmm. hardest point in my life mentally um to be able to try and cope with that and relationships falling apart for whatever reason and that was difficult but for me being able to say to people it's still worth watching because really mm. in many ways i'd say 80 percent of it was not worth watching the only thing that really helped it along i think was the odd splash of cinematic because i'm very much into cinematic wrestling and you know mm -hmm. I, I love like for instance the boneyard match was very special to me i love that mm -hmm. there's pinpoint memories but it wasn't a weekly thing of like you know the, the passion wasn't there the reality of what i really loved about wrestling wasn't there the pops I mean, the crowd. I suppose, I mean, you're kind of not i mean even though you are trying to do the best that you can you're still giving everything you can there is that lackluster feeling of you know, who am I doing this for? You know, there's no guy. It's very odd. It's like if you were to do, um, you know, if you, if you say, for instance, you were to do a film, mm. you know, it's it, it's incredible when you get that good take. It's, an, it's amazing. But you don't have a few hundred people or a few thousand people laughing or clapping or appreciating it there live in the, in the moment when they call cut. It's very different. Like, you know, you go to the theatre, um, and you've been saying this funny joke every day, multiple times a day for six weeks in rehearsal. It's not funny anymore. It's dead to you. But then you say it for the first time on stage in front of a live audience, and you get that reaction, that adrenaline rush that it gives you. Oh, man, there's nothing compared to it. Um, it's the same with wrestling. I always say wrestling is theatre and spandex anyway. That's what we're doing. Um, and when you you hit that move or you or you... That, that you know something happens or you can interact with the audience and make them feel something that connection back you can't you can't replicate that when that's taken away from you it's very one-sided and um if anything you feel a bit silly it's very very odd um i i you know i i wish that for that not let's not let's not let's not talk about pandemic let's not go back no. there we nobody needs to go back to lockdowns and stuff yeah, we don't want to wish that into existence again. No, um, no. I don't want any manifestations of that. It's um, it is difficult for so many people because they have, you know, for a lot of us, this was our livelihoods. You know, we made very brave decisions. I had made a very brave decision to walk away from the security and comfort of certain things to pursue my dream. So, you know, it, it was difficult, and there were times when I was literally borderline homeless. Um, but I'm okay now, and I'm I'm very blessed that I've come out the other side of that. But it also reminds you that wrestling is actually really important and also very special in many ways that we don't get a chance to really express because we're constantly at that grind, 
not really yeah. stopping to kind of just smell the roses, enjoy the moment. Um, speaking of enjoying the moment, your brother's now wrestling. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, talk to me about that. You must be super proud and also it must be a great process for you. Yeah, I'm very, very proud of him. You know, he I was trying to get him involved for years when I was doing it, starting off. I was like, yeah, come and do it, come and do it. Because, he, you know, uh, he, he got, he's achieved everything you could in karate and stuff. I don't know, I got black belt, I'm assuming. And, you know, he was doing everything that he was doing with that. And, uh, you know, he's a very good uh, basketball player. So, it, like, kind of sports is, is sort of in his um, in his DNA. He's, very, he's more naturally better at sports than I am. Mm. Um, and uh, I was trying to get him along on the ride for ages. And then when he eventually decided to you know do do a training uh, an open day um with reach and, and he and he stuck at it i was over the moon so happy because is it was that thing as you know two two grown men now but you know two boys two little boys you know play fine when we were kids in the living room you know and our mum's screaming at us you know don't you dare break off furniture and things like that because we're like i'm body slamming him or um you know, or we're spearing each other around and you're just being fools and you're walking into the living room with entrance music on, you know, put, putting up one of those fake toy belts, you know, it, it, doing all these things as little kids. Um, you know, that that was, so to be able to be like, okay, now we're talking about the possibilities is if you keep training and think, and the stars align, we can actually do that for real. And we can, we can actually have a match together and wrestle together in front of an, a, a, an audience. And who knows what the future will bring in terms of that and, and a championship run, who knows? But just being able to watch him um, along the way and, you know, I will always, he always sends me stuff that he's been learning or, or, or like clips and things and, you know, he, he gets feedback and, and stuff like that. And we train a lot together. We do a lot of one-to-ones and stuff. And, uh, um, and it's just to see where he's at and learn from each other. I'm very, really, really, really proud of him, you know, and he's, he's, he's working hard and he has the right attitude. That's what's important is he's got all those feelings that I had when I started that I have now at CBW. He's got all those exciting feelings. It's, it's a fairy, fairy tale at the minute. And that's okay because, you know, he's, he's earning his place, you know, he's, he's refereeing a lot um, and, and he's being able to, dabble and learn and, and do the odd match and get stuff when we were able to finally tag uh we did a show down in down in cornwall and it was incredible we like we really loved it you know it was a small show small crowd um uh, against two fellow guys from uh the reach academy um but it was just so nice that you know we got to do that together and that journey and his first proper debut match as well was was a tag match with with me so i was really really proud to to see him out there and, and doing it and following in some sort of footsteps perhaps and making his own making his own way and his own journey. So who knows what his future will bring. But uh, as a as a brother, yeah, very, very, very proud of him. There's um there's a lot of emotional value to you as a wrestler that I've noticed. You know, you got your brother involved, which is very mm. cool. It's nothing, you know, blood is thicker than everything else. Mm. And then there's also like the identity that you already carry coming into CPW, you were the last of the old champions, so to speak, when they changed mm. Renegade. You can call it Renegade, it's great, and obviously to me it's Renegade in some ways because that's where I got to work and that's where I made my debut, but at the same mm. time, the spine will always be CPW, and mm. so you carried that belt. Um, what's the 
kind of goal for you from a wrestling standpoint? Uh, do you feel like there's unfinished business there that you need to oh, find yeah. a chapter? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's because there's nothing like performing. There is nothing like performing. Um, it was, do you know what? It was really difficult um, winning that belt and then ending because, you know, you've been working up to that moment. And they tried something new with the Renegade thing, and I was a bit hesitant, but it could have worked. And um, I think if, if certain things were done slightly differently, maybe it could have done. But it was a choice. It was a bold choice. Um, oh, man, it was so hard winning that belt, and then it, it, then the doors closed. And I got a lot of flack for that. Not like, I don't think maybe genuine flack, but it, it, it did start to feel a bit, all right, mate, it's not funny anymore. You know, they're like, oh, you, they put the belt on you and, and then the, the company closes. And you'd be like, do you know what I mean? And it was a, it was a conversation that was had when CPW briefly came back with his previous owners. And, uh, and they asked about me, would I come back and, and um, continue the, the championship reign, of which I thought was laughable because I hadn't defended it. There was not a reign. Um, there was ideas in place and there was really, really good stuff that could have been done. And I, I started to feel a bit, okay. And then it didn't work out. And I was like, okay, it's not meant to be. That was really, really tough, man. Um, but with this, this is why when I made the decision, when, when uh, this was set in stone, I was like, I have to drop the belt now. I have to vacate it. It has to go on somebody new. We have to start again, basically, in, in that aspect. Um, you know, and it's also, oh, you know, company the commissioner guy and, and he's got the belt on oh, you know and you get that home oh, we just keep that forever and get himself over it's not about that and um you know it's, a, it's about what's the best product for the audience so yeah man that renegade thing could really work though couldn't it it could have really worked but no no it wasn't meant to be you were the right man in the right time for it and it's a shame that you know in many ways, I imagine you probably feel like you've got to rework to get to that point, yeah. which is understandable. But you've obviously evolved and changed a lot since then. Mm. Um, what's the biggest worry with CPW? Is there a worry that, you know, people might see it as reach light? I know this is something you've already mentioned, mm. like, you know, this is not something we want. We want to make sure that we change perceptions. I remember when the old ownership came back briefly a few months ago I'll be honest, I looked at the post and I thought, well, I'm not going to go and watch that because that's just reach. Like, that's how <laughs> I felt. And it just, and I even saw you make, you know, some comments about it, um, you know, and rightfully so, because it was that thing of like, well, I can just go and watch that at reach. Why do I, I'm not going to go and watch that? Like, you know, I was genuinely upset about that. You know, the comments I made was because I was genuinely upset. I was like, it, it's just a reach. This yeah. is just a reach. And it didn't need to be. It could, it could stand on its own two feet as its own entity and not be a second reach show. Um, I was generally upset about that. You know, I know that they retweaked it and they did other things and they kind of went a different route. But no, I mean, I think just if people were bored, I think that's that's a fear. I don't want I don't want people to get bored. Um, I want people to enjoy this. And and you know that I've had um, I hate the word fans. I really hate the word fans because it's like we don't have fans. We're regular people with regular jobs and regular lives. We're not fans. Um, but like the audience, the audience, some people that felt they couldn't go to the previous CBW shows under the new management for whatever their personal reasons were and whatever issues were there and they couldn't and, they, and that felt very sad uh, mm -hmm. for them so it'd be very nice for them to feel like they, they can come back and they can you know there's you buy a ticket you can watch the show who cares um I think it's just 
making sure that it, it it carries on or it will have its own entity and it stays. I don't want people to get bored. And you know, uh, on the on the flip side of that, then it's very hard because you can't really think about that. Because if you start to think like that and start to think negatively, yeah. it will become an issue. What you have to do is think positive and go, hey, is this going to be the next WWE? Come on. Is it going to be AEW? Right. Listen, let's not go too far. Let's just focus on putting on a great show, a great series of shows with great talent, with a, a, a look that feels like a professional wrestling show um, and not just a knackered old ring and some plastic seats, you know, but a proper event that you feel you're in a whole new world. Um, I don't know where Aladdin came from there, but that, that feeling and, and how, and that's, uh, you know, going on to the, the venue, you know, Penair School in, in Truro, it's, you, you say Penair School, you think the school, I think, oh, okay, that's a bit underwhelming. Oh no. The way that place is going to be dressed up, it will be like stepping through a door into a new world. It's incredible, and and the 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 the, the plans that are in motion already, it will look spectacular. It really will. And I was a bit skeptical at first. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is doable. Maybe I'm not sure, but the team they know what they're doing, and it's being made possible. You will feel like you're stepping into its own separate um, dimension. You know, you walk through that door and walk through the crowd and it would be incredible. So I'm really, really excited for people to see, see and w- welcome to our world. Production and um, general shine, general presentation is kind of my wheelhouse. That's what I've sort of hung my hat on over the last few years. Um, hmm. For you, obviously, working in theatre, working in that environment of you know, glamorous, you know, you've got to make it look good. You've got to dress it up. It's got to look good. Um, do you feel like that's really playing in nicely to what you're going to be doing? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because it's, you know, we're, we're here to put on a show. There's nothing wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the, with, with the bare minimum in terms of sometimes less is more. And mm. absolutely, okay, sometimes less is more. Um, I've enjoyed a theatre show in a car park just as much as I've enjoyed a theatre show in the West End. It doesn't really matter. It depends on what you're trying to get over. Uh, if the stories are great, it's, it's it, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. But we want to go all in with this and we want to come in hard and make a statement of going, this is what CPW is now. This is the new reborn CPW. This is its look, this is its home. These are your guys, these are your girls. This is me, this is the ring and here you are. So just sit back and enjoy. and. That's why that's why we're doing what we're doing. Is is the hey? If you're gonna make, if you're gonna have a go at it, go all the way. Is why get there, lazy? Is there anything in particular that you're looking to do that maybe you've not ever done in wrestling before? Like for me, like I, I really like the idea of wrestling being more cinematic. I got like n- not in the sense of hey, let's all have boneyard matches every week. Like that's not what I want. <laughs> what I want to do is present something that feels a little bit more like it's got a grandeur about it. Like, I, I don't mind gritty stuff or, you know, smoky old venues and things like that, but I want to shoot it and make it look a certain way for a modern audience. Um, is there anything in particular that you're looking at and thinking, this is something I want to do that I've never truly had a chance to do before? In term, Well, in terms of, of the look, we want it to be that if you're not there on the show and you watch it back on camera, you're going to wish that you were there. You're like, that looks amazing. 
and they will want to book tickets because they want to experience it for themselves. Um, it's, I don't know how I've ever felt about cinematic matches. I mean, sometimes they're all right and sometimes they're not. You know, if you think of, what was it, the Randy and Bray White one, bloody awful, um, and should never have happened. Mm. Boneyard match was pretty cool. Um, I don't know how I feel about those sort of things, but me as a performer, I'd like to do more um, dangerous matches. I don't know why. That adrenaline rush, that adrenaline rush is, is, is quite exciting. Um, you know, I quite, weirdly enough, I don't know why, but I quite enjoy that sort of risk factor. So um, I don't know. I mean, I just would, I just want to be able to tell good stories with, with good people that can reciprocate and, and have good fun and then, and then move on, you know, and, and get people over. And, you know, that's why it, it's kind of the thing that I've enjoyed in the last sort of year or two is uh, being fortunate enough to be trusted as a, as a heel or a face and go, I need this kid put over. This is what I want. Can you do it? Make him look a million dollars. And going out there and doing my absolute best. Sometimes it's working, sometimes not. You know, there's, you know, me and um, Cameron Braddon had a match of reach and it's always one of my favorites. It was so basic. It was so basic. But the audience were on fire. They loved every second of it because I pissed every single one of them off. I had them in the palm of my hand and they weren't going anywhere. And I can complete control. That's a feeling. You know, you've got a whole room of people calling you every name under the sun. Um, <laughs> that, that's a feeling, man. You know, I just like, yeah, just tell good stories. But also sit back a little bit and watch these new guys that are coming through shine and giving them that moment. So then I'm like, oh, I really want to work with that person because they're fucking amazing. That's, that's the thing. And remember to be a fan still and love it. Still, still love the business. Still love it to watch it. You know, we got Dan Maloney and smoking aces, smoking aces for crying out loud. Lance Cole, Lance Cole, um, I think is is one of the best guys around. That probably is underrated. Um, Mariah May, I, I mean, I've never met Mariah May, but she is hot as hell right now. Um, I don't think there's anywhere that she isn't. So it's awesome to be able to to take that journey a little bit and bring her down here as well. Um, and let the Southwest fans in, enjoy seeing her uh, and watching her perform. So, and there's, there's more announcements to come. As I keep saying, people have to keep checking on social media. There's a lot to come um, from now until July 23rd. There will be new talent. There will be <laughs> a slight spoiler, I suppose. There will be um, in, in preparation. There are things in the pipeline for new divisions, new championships, and new things to go for, for who knows? Tag teams, women, we'll have to wait and see. But what I will say is to keep checking that social media because um, everything that we're doing is it's done with heart and passion. And I think when you, see, when you see the things that we've got planned and they're brought to light, you'll understand and you'll see it for yourselves. Um, CPW will be brand new. And I think it will stand out as well from anything else that you're seeing in its own way that it should. I was going to ask you as a final question and um, tell us, you know, speak to the audience and let them know what it's going to be about. But you've pretty much succinctly done that. And I think this whole podcast yeah. has done that as well. And um, what I'd like to do is bring you back on uh, fairly regularly, to be honest. Yeah. Sort of talk about the process and also 
give you an opportunity to hype to people outside of it. We're very lucky that we're kind of a brand at this point. I say we, it's me. <laughs> Everyone else just sits there and swears. I um, you know, I I really love the Southwest. It gave me an understanding and an appreciation and education of what it could be and what wrestling could be. I've never forgotten enough appreciation though, does it? The Southwest. You know, it's not it's not like London. It's not like Birmingham and the big places. Southwest is kind of that little forgotten corner of yeah. the UK. But there's there's some really good wrestling down here with some wonderful, incredible talent. Yeah. Uh, some some names that are just that are making their way up there right now. Um, you know, so yeah, Southwest is, is brilliant. It just needs to, it needs to shine. And that's, a, that's another goal for CPW is to, is to help the likes of Reach and, and the other companies put Southwest on the map and go, listen, we're here. You can't ignore us. You know, it's that Cody Rose line, isn't it? Go from um, undesirable to undeniable. It's that, you know, we're here. Yeah, it's a conversation I had, well, from the first day that I started working over there and having mm. wrestlers on the podcast and regularly, and we're still having it now. Like, how do we make the Southwest one of the most recognizable areas? And I certainly feel like that's grown and evolved, but you can always do more, Connie. You? you can always do more. And CPW is looking to do more. So um, anything in particular you'd like to plug before we wrap it up, sir? Well, I'll just keep saying is, is keep checking social media. Um, we obviously, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Uh, you can check out our website, uh, which is www.cornishprowrestling.co.uk. And that's where you can buy tickets for the upcoming show, July 23rd, one and all, which is inspired, I think, inspired name and inspired logo. It looks, it looks brilliant. Um, there's a lot more reveals to come. There's a lot more, um, a lot more to expect from our first show, CBW. So just keep keep your eyes peeled on social media, and uh, you'll have to come down, dude, and uh, come and see see what we offer. Yeah, it's um, it's it's weird. It's always been a home away from home. You probably know Steve a little bit. He used to cover a lot of with me. He's moved on to be a parent now, and doesn't really have as much time for it. But he still lives in that area, and still he's he's been looking at it. He's been saying like, you know, certain things have got stale. I'd like something fresh, and it sounds like this is just the ticket. And um, cool. To be honest, you're always going to have our support. You know that. Uh, everyone involved in CPW will. Um, and we're excited. And I would very much love to come down and just cover it and just get get back to the roots of being a fan because I work so much now, like every weekend, and that's yeah. a blessing. But sometimes it's nice to just sit down and be that fan and raw abuse and, you know, hell it cheers really where they're needed. It really is. I did. I went to a show at the Guild Hall a while ago. I ended up working on the show, but I initially wasn't going to be. And it was the first time I went, oh, oh I can watch a show. I haven't watched a, sh a wrestling show live in ages because I've been at the back, you know. So it was actually quite, I mean, I didn't get to watch the show in the end because I got called on last minute. But there was that moment of going, I can actually sit down, sit down as a fan and enjoy and not know the process, you know. So that's exciting. So, yeah, man, come on down. We'd love to have you down. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just team. I just want to say a thank you to the team as well, um, because they will likely listen. They are fantastic and they are working their asses off at God, at God knows what hours uh, <laughs> to, to offer something beautiful. So well done to them and thank you to them. It shows. Um, I hope you have, and I think I know you will have, the show and the future reputation that you deserve. 
um, because the work is there, the passion is there, it oozes out of you. It always has done since the day I met you. Um, there's something very different about you to a lot of people. And others. Some people get very jaded. Vinny Clay has never been, you know, obviously he's had points in his life where he maybe felt more jaded about the business, but when he's spoken about it with passion, the fire, the intensity has always been there. And that, I believe, is going to be reflective in the DNA and the identity of Cornish pro wrestling so uh, I love surrounding myself with people that are the same and I know from the the talent that we're using they all have that same and you can see it in their performance you can see it in their position in their careers and where they are uh, it's those people that have that same flair that you're still no matter how old you are turn into that little kid you know still like that little child again that talks about wrestling non-stop until people go all right will you just shut up now <laughs> It's that. But yeah, man, thank you for having me. It's been really cool. It's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you for coming back. It's great that people can actually put a face to the voice as well. And it's a very handsome face as well. How great is good looking, especially down there. I mean, PJ Jones, you know, he's trying his best, but he's not keeping up well. Um, no, bless him. About time he got back on. If you're watching this, page, get your ass back here. Um, and ultimately, for everyone involved with CPW Ever Home here as well. So if you ever want to come on and share things and, you know, talk about plans and hype your brand, that's the most important thing. Please feel free to send us a message and do so. Um, yeah, we'll have you back on soon, mate. It'll be an absolute pleasure. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching, please check out the description of this podcast, whether it be audio, whether it be video, in the description is all the links you need to get tickets. We'll also make sure that we hype all of the stuff on our social media as well. So you can head to WrestleFlug and check it out from there. But most importantly, check it out on the main source, which is CPW. And of course, the website as well, CornishProWrestling.co.uk. Vinny Clay, thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir.